0: It's Friday on Talking About You with Estra, Season 8, Episode 5. I'm so glad you're here with me today. Thank you for taking the time to be with me and you with me. (laughs) I'm already silly on Friday. Well, today we're going to go ahead and continue. It's our last day of talking about I Will Not Relent with John Brennan. And that's the whole way in which this came up was Donald Trump decided he was going to take away his security clearance. And it's brought up a lot of interesting conversations and ways to look at things. Today, I found a few more articles for us to jump in and talk about and also to share some things about what's been happening in your life. So I want to start with asking you, since we've been talking about this the whole week, is has there been an issue important in your life where you've said you would not relent, and after this week, if you have, have you decided to make a decision to get in with jump in with both feet and make a decision to support your cause? We all have so many things going on in our life, and sometimes we think there's just not enough time to do all of these things. sometimes it's just about changing a, little, a few things in your life just to make a little room for something that's important. Something that you'll be able to look back in life and say, this is something that really made a difference, not only into my own life, but into others' lives. The other thing is, what if you discover that the Internet is not what you thought it would be? There is so much going on with the new technology that impacts our personal lives. I mean, we talked a little bit about the Patriot Act and how a lot of those those uh, actions have made it so that we don't really have much privacy left anymore. What would you do if your phone was being hacked like mine was yesterday and your laptop and you couldn't get anything out and everything you did was blocked? And I'm pretty comfortable in saying that I don't think it was the Russians that were doing this. I think it was people here in the United States who have an issue with how our insurance industry, how I'm actually speaking out about how our insurance industry works today. And personally, I believe that there's millions of Americans out there who've had the same experience that I have. I don't think it's anything new And I don't think it's going to stop until insured civil rights legislation is passed. So one of the things I want to say is that our U.S. Constitution was set up initially to protect us and to protect our privacy. And the only way in which that's going to continue to happen, though, is with us taking action and deciding that, no, we're not going to be abused. No, we're not going to... Just be quiet while while things happen in our country that aren't in our best interest. There are a lot of local organizations or individuals who are taking up causes today that are looking for people just like you to join in because we need you. There's no doubt about that. Without every American stepping up and doing something, this democracy may not last. We keep hearing that as of late that people are saying that a lot of decisions are being made not in the interest of American citizens, but against them, in in the uh, just for a few Americans instead of the majority. And I know personally, or I personally believe in my heart, that that's not what most Americans want. We want everything to be just and fair. And if you've uh, seen the chaos that policyholders have, have to go through after filing an insurance claim, I personally believe you would also be supportive of insured civil rights. So please make sure you go out. You can do a search on uh, insured civil rights legislation. Make sure you put ESTRA in there because they have a tendency to try to bury things. And that's why I think it's important to know exactly how our Internet works today because it's, in my opinion, not how it used to be. And we need to know if we're going to use this technological tool, how it works, who is using it, what they're learning, what are they they figuring out about you are they are you being manipulated by a lot of ways in which it works? so please take a moment and take the time to actually two one subscribe to help dot com and stay involved in protecting policyholders, and number two. Go out and take a look at the Internet because it's very important. And then the the last quick thing I want to say before we start with the show is that I really love your feedback on I will not relent all this week. If it was helpful, if you learned things, something you want to add, something that was missed, any any of those things will be important to me in being able to make a better show for you. So you can actually do a hashtag at Estra's Radio Show on Twitter or talking about you with Estra on Facebook or right here on Block Talk Radio or on iTunes. And if you need support or help in being able to figure out where to find some of these places to get involved in, just let me know. I'm more than willing if I can do anything to help because we all need to work together and help each other. All right, so let's go ahead and move on for today. We're going to start with an article with the Washington Post. And it's actually an opinion section, and it's titled, John Brennan. I will speak out until integrity returns to the White House. Wow. Does that mean he's put himself out there to say, I will not relent? Yes, he has. And that's what this whole week is about. It's about sharing with you a reason why you shouldn't relent. It's a reason why you can say, I, if anyone else can do it, I can do it too. And what happens when a whole lot of us start saying that? Things change. Okay, so the. So let's see here. In the article, like I said, uh, these are some really good articles. Always feel free to go out and read the whole thing. I'm just doing the little pieces out of it. And the first one, I want to ask you a question first. I want to ask you, as I'm reading this to you, does this sound like... The United States of America, how you see it, how you live it every day, how it impacts your life. Quote, and this is actually John Brennan speaking. For more than three decades, I've observed and analyzed the traits and tactics of corrupt, incompetent, narcissistic foreign officials who did whatever they thought was necessary to retain power. Exploiting the fears and concerns of their citizenry, their dangerous orgra demogra- demogra- I can't even say the word demagogues routinely relied on lies, deceit and suppression of political opposition to cast themselves on populist heroes and to mass self-serving priorities. By gaining control of intelligence and security services, stifling the independence of the the judiciary, judiciary, and discrediting a free press, these authoritarian rulers followed a time-tested recipe for how to inhibit democracy's development, retard individual freedoms and liberties, and reserve the spoils of corrupt governance for themselves and their ilk. It never dawned on me that we could face such a development in the United States. Now, was that a a paragraph full or what? I was pretty deep. So let's go ahead and just take it piece by piece. And I hope this time to get the, the pronunciations correct. Okay. For more than three decades, you know, that means 30 years, he's observed and analyzed the traits and tactics of corrupt, incompetent, narcissistic foreign officials who did whatever they thought was necessary to retain power. And I'll ask the question I started with. Do you, does this sound like the United States of America today to you? And if it does, what are you willing to do to help it be changed? Exploiting the fears and concerns of citizenry, these demagogues routinely rely on lies, deceit, and suppression of political opposition to cast themselves as populist heroes, and to mass self-serving priorities. Ooh, that is a mouthful. Okay, so let's take a look at that. Have you noticed more lying? I think most people will. I think we hear the word lie more in the last two years than we've heard in the whole years of my birth. Which <laughs> it's been a while, okay? But exploiting the fears and concerns of citizens. Isn't this been a common factor? How have you been exploited? Do you pay attention every single day of anything that causes you to fear? Uh, Things that also suppress you, deceits, lies. Why? Most people don't have time for this. They're just trying to survive daily in most cases. And if you're injured or disabled or sick, you have even less time to put up with these kind of things. By gaining control of intelligence and security services, stifling the independence of judiciary and discrediting a free press. If you don't know who to believe, who's telling the truth? Who's telling a lie? The question I ask, what do you see? What's happening in your lives? What's happening in your neighbor's lives? What's happening to the country? All the time, it's kind of amazing to me how we're hearing how our economy is doing so well and people have jobs. Or have they forgot about the people who've just dropped out because they just couldn't find a job? Are we ignoring populations in our society that haven't gone away, that are watching? Is there a reason why so many people in our country now are hostile? Do they have reasons? It never dawned on me that we could face such a development in the United States. That's true. Whoever thought that, that our country would make it so that integrity was not the most important thing. Helping yourself, not necessarily pulling yourself up from your bootstraps, I think that's kind of overrated, but at least we were here to try to help each other do a better job. At least we respected what kind of life we were living. And caring about others, making sure we didn't have hundreds and millions of people on the streets. That we had children who were going to school going to school, and having breakfast every morning. And isn't it amazing how we're just kind of ignoring all of the suffering in our society. Or perhaps most of us aren't. Maybe we just don't know how to change it. And maybe we should just actually get together with those who do know how and are willing. Because believe it or not, something is going to happen to you too. We're all in this. We don't know what's going to happen. But one thing we should know is no matter what happens in America, we're going to stand and do it together. Uh, Mr. Moore has a new movie out and it's called 11-9. I haven't seen it yet. I've heard good reviews. If you've got some, uh, if you've seen it, please drop me a, a note on hashtag Esther's Radio Show, and tell me what you thought, because to me this is what this paragraph is about. It's about describing what's going on in our society, paying attention to it, not going to sleep but being awake, and making the decision that we all have to stand and fight together. And that brings me to uh, the second one, which is a little bit f- about three paragraphs down in the same article by the Washington Post. And the question I want to ask about this one is, has your trust been violated or abused? And I I don't only talk about this administration, but I also talk about Congress. Because in my opinion, the one who's supposed to be holding the reins, so to speak, is Congress. But what have they done? What are they doing? Right? For years now, they sit there and they have their own agenda and it may not have anything to do with what the American people need. So here it goes, quote, The damage also will be felt by millions of Americans who believe in Mr. Trump because of their concern about being left in a rapidly changing, globalized world. These Americans have a legitimate gripe that politicians and political parties of all stripes have failed to deliver on the promise that America is the land of opportunity for all, irrespective of race, creed, or a place of residence. A time when deep-seated fears of social, economic, and cultural change need to be addressed honestly and without prejudice. Mr. Trump grandstands like a snake oil, a snake oil salesman, squandering his formidable charisma and communication skills in favor of ego, selfishness, and false promises. Wow. Every one of these paragraphs are a mouthful, in my, in my opinion. But what I want to start with is, is, is where it says, because of their concerns about being left behind in a rapidly changing, globalized world. And who do I place that on? I place that on Congress. Congress is the one passing legislation. All they're interested in, in my opinion, is lobbyists and their money and staying in uh, their jobs. And that not, should not be their first concern. Their first concern should be the American citizens. Uh, the other day, I think I posted on Twitter uh, a part of a movie I saw on Death Valley Days, and it, was, it had Ronald Reagan in it. And he says, I'm a citizen first, a lawyer second, and a candidate third. Now, I don't know about you, but I think that for most of the people who are in our government right now, it's the reverse. They're the candidate first, the lawyer second, and the citizen third. So if they're putting citizens at the bottom, where are we? What can we do? Right? We need to get people in office, in Congress, who know that they are citizens first, lawyers second, and candidates third. Because if we don't get that back, then our society may have a serious problem in the next two to five years. It says, These Americans have legitimate gripes that politicians and political parties all, of all stripes have failed. You hear that? Have failed. I'll say that one more time. Have failed to deliver the promise that the America is the land of opportunity for all. And, and it's irrespective of race, creed, or place in residence. Or And you know what? I agree with that. They did fail us. They failed us when they thought only of their own skin tones. They failed us when they thought of only their own greed, their own kids, their own cars, their own homes. They failed us. They've hurt us. And that's why if you go out and you do a search on hashtag CongressHurtUs, hopefully they'll bring them all up. That's another thing about search engines and their ability to manipulate the Internet. Check it out. Then you'll see how much they've hurt us. They've not been paying attention to what our needs are. If they did, none of us would be in such bad shape as we are. Most of us would have jobs that paid a living wage, right? We could just start with a living wage. How much better would your family be if Congress would have done their jobs for the last 10 years? But no. Who did they want to be? The candidate first. The lawyer second. And the citizen third. Well, we are all down here together now. And we've decided we need to make a change, right? I hope so, because staying down here is not not where we want to be as a country. We want our kids to be proud again. We want our kids to be able to go to school and say, I'm learning something. I want to be something. They want to get to college and have the skills to grow and follow their dreams. How many of us have left college with a second-rate education? Did you just go ahead and say, okay, I'm going to swallow my pride here and learn what I need to learn and start all over again? Or did you hide it in shame? Shame, shame, shame. You know, they do that a lot with us. They put us in positions to create shame and then we just uh, suck it all in like we, we own it. We don't own it. It's not ours. It's their shape. It's their shame. They're the ones who did this. We as Americans, did we close our eyes? Did we not stay awake? Did we go on and say life is going to be good? We don't have to worry about this? In my opinion, yes, we did. But that's over now. We know that that's not true. And we need to share that with every generation coming forward so they don't do the same thing we did and end up in the same position that we are. We have to do exactly what John Brennan did. He said, "I will not relent. I will not relent." Okay, and that brought brings me to this three third section in this article. It says, "As someone who has had the rare privilege of directly directly serving four presidents, I will continue to speak out loudly." What did he say? Did he say he was going to whisper? No, he's not going to whisper. He's going to speak out loud. He's not going to be shut down. He's going to fight just like Omarissa said she's going to do. As someone who had the rare privilege of directly serving four presidents, I will continue to speak out loudly and critically until integrity, decency and wisdom and maybe even some humility return to the White House. I would say that it's more than just returning to the White House. I don't think the White House is the only place that has the issue. Because if it did, it would never have succeeded. These values have to be out in our society. And somebody's putting them out there. Somebody's programming us. Have you noticed that? How much of your own mind have you been using? How are you discerning the things that you're hearing each and every day? How are commercials impacting the way you think? Things that you want to buy, things that, things that you want to have, ways that make you feel. Right now, there's a big issue out there regarding a sexual scandal case. In fact, there's always more than one at this point. And unfortunately, the wives who have nothing to do with this sexual exploitation are always put on the front burner. Why is that? We need to actually look at the women. The women don't have the penis. They're not using them. Most of them, I'm I'm assuming, aren't. Okay. So why are we challenging them? Why don't we look at where the actual issues lie? Why don't we address them? Why attack women? Why was Hillary Clinton attacked? Right? Why attack women because people think they're easier to target but it, it doesn't have to be that way when you do what just as john brennan says he says i will continue to speak out loudly loud loud loudly don't be silent don't be abused and be silent don't be hurt and be silent stand up when insurance companies refuse to pay you your benefits or your settlements Speak out loudly. When you've been hurt, you're not be able to get medical care, you don't know what to do, still speak out loudly. Somebody will hear your voice. Somebody will hear you. Sometimes we get too uh, ashamed. Remember, if you're feeling shamed, it's not because you put it there. Somebody else did. Maybe you did something wrong. We all do something wrong at some point. But apologize. Be a big enough person to say, if I'm wrong, I've done wrong. What can I do to rectify this problem? Let's not just hide behind sheep's clothing when you're wolves. Too many wolves out there, in my opinion. Just take off the sheep's clothing. Show who you are. Stand up for what you've done and then keep going. That's what it's really all about. There's a lot of support out there. But the type of shame I'm talking about is programming shame. Programming you to feel a certain way with a certain response. And why have so many people been programmed that way? To keep those who are doing the wrong things feeling safe, feeling protected. When you come out, all of that goes away. Ask me to. Me Too people have figured that out. That they want to come out and say, this is what's happened to me. And they're not saying it in a quiet voice. Good for them. How many decades have they been quiet? Now they've got the wolves running. So be sure to stand up and say, I will not relent. It's important that you don't relent. Your life and your trajectory of wherever you go depends on it. The part I really liked about this, this actual third part of the paragraph in this Washington Post opinions article is when he says, until integrity, decency, I think we just don't even know what the word decency means most times, and wisdom, and he goes, and maybe even some humility, that would be nice to see, seeing humble people. Until that happens for him, he says he's going to speak out loud until it returns to the White House. Because he's seen what four presidents in three decades have done. And he's respected their work. He may not always have agreed with what they've said, but there was a level of respect there. And I hope that as a country, we can continue to demonstrate to the world about integrity, decency, and, will, and, and wisdom. And put those type of people inside the um, White House. It makes a very big difference. All right, so the next one we're going to talk about is from the Seattle Times. Actually, I believe the Seattle Times posted it, but it actually it's by Eli Blake or Eli Lake from Bloomberg. And the topic of the subject is John Brennan is the perfect Trump adversary. And I the question I ask on this paragraph, does Trump have game? Everyone's talking about it. Is 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 he the one that knows how to get away and say things and do things. I mean, really, the older you get, how hard is it for you to see game? When you're young, yes, you're impressionable, you want different things, you're not sure about how to get it, you're worried about things in life. But as you age, you realize, hold up, I can see this from a mile away, no matter who's spewing game, right? But here's the, here's the actual paragraph, quote, Far from trying to silence Brenham, Trump is elevating him. He wants to make Brennan the face of the so-called resistance. This is the Trump playbook. Why do you think he keeps tweeting about Maxine Waters? He is a man who approaches politics like a professional wrestling. Happy to play the villain if it energizes his base. And for Trump, Brennan is the perfect adversary. Now, To me, we hear so much about the Trump playbook and how it's working. I question if it's really the Trump playbook or the Republican Congress's playbook. The Republican Congress, to me, has set this up for a long time, waiting for someone like Trump to come along so that they'll be able to get all of their legislation passed because they know American citizens in their right mind are not going to choose choices that impact them and hurt them and their families. But if you get someone in there, perhaps, who's relying on their party to make decisions, then there's a lot of things that can be slid by. People think that legislation that no one is talking about that's getting through now. And who is it hurting? Trump's going to go on with his life. Congress is going to go on with their lives. But it's going to hurt you and I. It's going to hurt you and I because we didn't even know it was being passed. I'll never forget when I saw legislation in Congress where they were telling major corporations, hey, why don't you go ahead and pay for ERISA for a few years? And why was that? And now, ERISA is when people get injured on the job, and it's their your company's uh, long-term disability or short-term disability program. And actually, it has, they usually give you a copy of what's in. It entails make sure that you look at the fine print because that's all that's going to matter if you get hurt. Most people don't believe they're going to get hurt at work, so they tend not to uh, be concerned with it. But Congress was asking that major corporations go ahead and pay that out and so it wouldn't actually be seen as to what they were doing in the back because they got caught. Okay. So what Congress wanted to do was they wanted, uh, instead of, uh, law, or Social Security disability uh, paying, because first of all, if in my opinion at least, if you have been paying into Social Security and you've been paying into ERISA, which is just another insurance plan, you should be able to get them both. But no. What happens, they were given all these corporations, and they probably still are to this day, they were giving them a break. They only had to pay 20% of their policies. Where in the world do you see that? Did they mention that when you were paying your premiums, that you'd only get 20%? No. Why? Because they don't want you to know what they're doing behind closed doors. And once it was brought out that we were saying that uh, this is not right, the whole whole thing kind of just kind of dissipated the last time I checked. I guess I'll have to go out and see what's happened with that. And that's why... When uh, Brennan talks about he wants to see, what was it, decency, wisdom, and integrity come back, it's not just with the White House. Believe me, I personally believe Congress needs to, to clean their house, or Congress needs to be cleaned out first before we even talk about presidential elections. You know, it's, that's the really important thing that happens, is you really have to kind of know. So when they say, does Trump have game? He may have game. I don't know Trump. But I can certainly tell you that the Republicans in Congress do have games. It makes such a big difference. And the last one here talks about Trump's goals. It says he would simply have urged the CIA to revoke John Brennan's security clearance, But instead, he did it himself, thereby letting the world know that Brennan is his foil. And so far, Brennan has obliged. And who would not? You're going you're gonna to challenge someone? I thought Brennan said it quite well when he says, I'm not concerned with my security clearance. I want to do this for all the people who are coming after me, that this isn't done to them. And that's when you see a citizen that is not putting himself first, but other people first. And that's how we were with the country, in the Depression. Nobody had anything. People were trying to help each other as much as they could. Today, even, more and more people really do try to help each other. Because that's really what it's about. It's about support. It's about doing the right thing. Generosity. We know this as a country. We've we've been here. We've done that. We've seen a lot of things go on time and time again. So we as citizens can step up. And make sure that we find the things we need to protect ourselves. Because unfortunately, many of the people who are representing us today are not doing that. But guess what? We've got hope. We've got determination. And guess what? We have a vote. And that vote is what's going to change us. Change the trajectory of our country. One that moves up to help everyone. Not just a few In fact, right now here in Washington State, and in other states, I know they have the same issue, our teachers have been boycotting because they don't want to go back to school on pay they can't live on. And who would blame them, especially when money has been allocated for them to be able to be paid properly? It's really important to take the time and be able to say, we're going to do the right things. The money that people have been taking and using for their own misuse, has come to an end. Wouldn't that be great? Wouldn't that be great to know that everyone would be able to be paid a decent living wage? Have a place to live instead of being outside? Have food for their children every morning before they go to school? I think all of those things are important. I also think it's important for people who are in car accidents to be protected by the insurance policies in which they have been paying premiums on. So thank you, it's Friday, Woo! and we made it through another, our first week back, and I just thank you for joining me. Please drop me a line, tell me what you think of the show, any ideas you might have, or even if you want to come on the show and tell your story, because I'm here, and I want to hear what you have to say. Have a great, great weekend, I'll see you back on Monday, remember, and there'll be a new show on Monday too, we'll have a new topic. So it's on Monday through Friday from noon to 1 p.m. Take care of yourself and tell somebody else or show somebody else. It's more important to show than to say how much you care about them. I'll see you next week.